What is your uh, relationship and stance on socks with holes in them? Ooh, great question. On one hand, I don't wear socks very often. I'm you like a it. yeah, I'm like a sneakers without socks kind of person. Like I, oh, I don't gross. Yeah, I don't just I, I don't know. I just never never wear socks. Uh I'm also a hobbit. I go outside barefoot constantly. <laughs> That's don't well, Katie's gonna listen to this, but it's the main reason I don't want to get another dog is because then I'd have to pick up poop to then go walk outside barefoot. So now I can yeah, just yeah, do yeah. it, you know, free of guilt. Right. Um I on the one hand, I hate throwing things away. Just in, right. like I wouldn't even consider myself a hoarder. Katie's gonna laugh when she hears that because there's definitely parts of me that are like <laughs> like the amount of boxes I have for electronics in there is yep. staggering. Because you never you never know. What if I need uh, what if I need it? I have what if you need it? <laughs> I have a whole graphics card for a computer in there that I probably should have gotten rid of a long time ago. Uh what what if what if my graphics card dies and I can't get a new one for you know what it's if fair. you know what if i can't and then i'll have a backup yeah what if i need to get into that manual for my pixel 6 that i got two years exactly. ago exactly what if i need it what if i need to understand it and so uh <laughs> back to the socks. i that is the driver wow i don't want to throw this away but i'm at the point now where i don't wear socks enough that like if there's a pair with holes in them i will just throw it away because i'm like i have like four pairs of socks i don't need to keep <laughs> the pair with holes in them um now it's funny you bring this up because when i was a kid this was a huge problem oh really because i through sports and all the kinds of things and i would walk outside on like the concrete and socks yeah like and i just wouldn't put shoes on i just got in socks and i would always put holes in my socks and then I wouldn't wear them because they had holes in them. I wouldn't throw them right. away, but I just wouldn't wear them. <laughs> and I would steal my dad's socks. And so really, you monster. Because mine had holes in them, so I didn't want. <laughs> so I didn't want. So I would go steal my dad's socks, put holes in his socks, and then I then he'd get so mad he'd be like, "Why are you wearing my socks? You're putting holes in them." I'm like, "Well, all of my socks have holes in." Them. He's like, "Then ask for more socks." <laughs> It's like $2 for for a bag of bag of socks at the store. And I'm like, yeah, but like, why do that when at 730, when I'm trying to get to class, I could just go in and grab a pair out of your drawer. And and, when you have socks. Yeah. (laughs) That requires pre-planning to think of, hey, I'm going to need socks eventually. No, that's too much. That's too much. I'll just go and grab a pair out of your drawer and then I'll leave. That makes sense. I have hundreds of socks. And I've only recently started throwing away the ones with holes with them. And that's because Kayla would throw them away anyway. Uh, and I don't match them. Yeah. Well, if she ever saw them on my feet, she would yeah. rip them off and throw them in the garbage. Uh, I don't match my socks, but they have to be the, sh- the same style of sock. I get that. So, like where they sock. sit on your ankle, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't throw them away because I was afraid that I would have an uneven number of matching style socks um mm. and now i'm to the point where i don't care i see a hole and now gets thrown in the garbage right I, away i have this speaking of pre-planning my problem with socks now is i don't wear them 
and I work from home, so I don't ever have to wear socks to work or anything like that, right? Yeah. But I ha- occasionally I have to go into an office, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to DC for for work this what is it last month or a month and a half ago, whenever I went, I went through my drawer, and when I, you know, in the olden days before in the before time, <laughs> I used to have like colorful socks, right? I'd have like right. not. I'd have patterned socks and and colorful socks, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had to keep the matches. I had to be very inte- like I had to be very vigilant about keeping all of my matches of socks because if I didn't, then I can't wear, you know, like two different wild socks. That's that's what you think. Well, it's true. Could I? Sure. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't had to wear dress socks because my last company you didn't dress like my boss wore a t-shirt when we went in the office. Like I didn't have to wear anything. Um, so I had to go through and find my old like socks that I used to wear to an office and like dig up that old relic from the Roast. before times. I know the before times. And so as I am going through, I had, I truly struggled to find enough matching pairs of socks to get me through four <laughs> days of work. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I, cause I, you just don't pay attention to them. I, I yeah. opened my sock drawer once every two weeks probably yeah i uh i also don't match my dress socks if i'm wearing dress socks those bad boys are probably mismatched are you patterned or solid colored patterned okay that's bold so like my favorite combo is a one that's covered in hamburgers and one that's covered in beer steins and you'll wear one of each pair yeah or a couple different Batman ones thrown yeah. together. Yeah. But, you know, to get back to this, I'm not a religious man. So, I I don't wear holy socks. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shedmansky. Jared, how the heck are you? Joe, I am in a a house of solitude for right now. (laughs) A house of solitude. Yeah? What's it been like? It's only been a day, right? Two days? it's only been a day. It's been, they left, I took them to the airport yesterday morning. So it was all day yesterday and night. So far it's been all day today. So it's been two days almost. Um, and they come home tomorrow. So this is the end of my, okay. the end of my, my time. This is the end of it. Yeah. Uh, it's been fine. I realized working from home. Yeah. Kills the vibe a little bit. Uh, oh. when you're alone. Cause like, it's very nice. Don't get me wrong. It's super nice because, you know, you just have a, you know, all you do is focus on work. You don't, I don't have to right. and help with lunches or naps or anything like that. But, um, so on that hand, it's kind of nice, but like, I'm still at work from all day nine until five. Right. And so still a bummer. Yeah. It's still a bummer. Kind of kills that vibe. And then after work, I have like all these things. I was like, well, I could do this or I could do that. And then 
suddenly it's time to go to bed and you're like what i i just i just did i just started this and now yeah so oh that's a bummer it is quiet it's good i miss them i i knew this would happen i was not uh yeah but katie was sending pictures and things today of how much fun they were having and how like all the stuff they were doing and ben you know ben is wild about transportation vehicles any kind of transportation (laughs) vehicle uh and when they got so we got to go on a plane right plane to get on a bus which he loves yeah then they got on a on a subway so a train oh and then they went for a duck boat tour around the oh that's fun so in like the span of like eight hours ben got to go on a plane a bus a train and like a duck boat wow almost hit them all yeah so he he was he's loving it he's having a great time uh will is apparently pushing another tooth out and is an absolute monster about it just oh being, that like, sucks terrible. <laughs> like on vacation and teething at the same time just being absolutely terrible um so but they're having a good time uh they're having a blast good. and uh yeah like come home tomorrow and back to the chaos but i also like have no motivation to get things done without them here if that makes sense right like <laughs> i'll live in squander i'd squalor i don't care right i my office is a mess right now it doesn't bother me but, like, when the kids are around and when, like, Katie's around, it's like, oh, I should clean up. I should pick this up. I should finish the dishes. I, you know, like, you just kind of get in a rhythm of, like, responsibility. And then you take all that responsibility away and you're like, I, what do I? I right. I would live in garbage forever. Yeah. I'm the trash man. Like I'm the trash man. <laughs> uh, so it's good. I'm excited for them to come home. But, like, a couple of days of peace and quiet has been, been kind of nice. Nice, nice. So, what did you guys do this weekend? Anything, uh, anything big and exciting? Oh wait, you did do something big and exciting. What are you thinking of? Your floors, more floor oh, work. More floors. I did. <laughs> I did finish the floors. That's. I was gonna. I was gonna get up to that. So we had. I had a deadline for Sunday that I had to finish the floors because Katie had some friends over, and they did a cool like bag painting thing and just kind of like hung out. Um. So before then, I had a deadline to get the floors done. Like I have to get it done by Sunday. That's why I couldn't hang out on Friday night, which I'm sure you'll talk about. Yeah. Um, I had to get it done by Sunday so Katie could have her friends over. Um, so Tom came over. We moved the fridge and the oven away. Um, I installed the rest of the pieces of floor. Friday night, I like the floors broke me. It was finally the end of it. Like I had been doing, <laughs> been doing this for like a week, and I realized yeah. the floor we picked. What they want you to do is to start on one side of your room and lift it up and click each one into place right that's Mm -hmm. how it's supposed to go it'll everything will be level everything will be flush if you start but i obviously couldn't do that because i had to do part of the floor move the fridge in the oven do that part of the floor put the fridge in the oven back and then finish like the the corner pieces and the end pieces right right this like sliding the pieces in on this floor is not it's just not how it's designed to go in. It's a pain. It's yeah. a total pain in the ass. I like had to jam things around and like undo floor that I'd already spent time doing and undoing and redoing and like just to get it all to fit into place and work. And like on Friday night, it took me like four hours to do like five pieces. Of oh my God. And I was just so Ugh. broken. I was like, I never doing this again. I'm never doing another project around my house. This is the end of it. <laughs> uh, and so I was, I was just a broken man. Um, but yeah. I did, I got pieces done. It's not perfect. And um, maybe like after I've given myself a break from it, what I, so I haven't put the trim down yet. I haven't like full, 
once you put uh, the trim down, okay. you can be done with it, right? Like, yeah. there's no, and I didn't on purpose because, like, I, there are pieces in there that I could pull up. I have, a, like, enough spare pieces, too, like, a couple pieces chipped, a couple pieces, like, there are still finishing touches to put on it. And I was like, I need mm-hmm. a break. It's done enough that, like, we can live on it and be fine. Uh, Katie had her friends over, all that kind of stuff. But it's not finished, finished. And then I was like, there's a part of me that wants to do this all the way right and tear up the floor that, like, I haven't done yet and yeah. get in there and do it right. And I'm like, do I do it? Do I, like, just go all in and do Right. And so I'm battling that now. But at least, like, the hard parts are done. Yeah. So that was my cool. the majority of my weekend. And then Katie had her friends over on... Uh, Sunday, and then I took the boys to the zoo. Uh, oh, I got to golf on Saturday, so that was nice. I got oh, to, nice. Uh, take a little time and go golf. Um, shot a really great round for me, which is nice. All right. It rained for like the first like three or four holes, and then it was like, so as long as it's not thunder, like as long as it's not thunder and lightning, you can still play. Uh, it's just annoying. okay. Um, so for like the first two or three holes, it was raining, and then it started to really lighten up and just be like a small mist. I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, if this is what it is yeah. the rest of the time. And then by, like, hole six or something, like, the sun came out. And, like, nice, nice and warm and, and uh, not not hot because it just rained. So, like, it ended up being really nice. And then, uh, yeah, and then Kitty had her friends over on Sunday. They had a blast. I took the boys to the zoo. Uh, we walked around the zoo. Um, I have my oldest son is cannot be trusted with my youngest son, like, at all. So... <laughs> uh, we're getting so the zoo has a train right and i brought yeah. the wagon because i wanted to, to have both of them i didn't want to carry one of them um, right so i brought the wagon wagons does not fold down or anything so to get it on the train i have to like finagle it a little bit gotcha so that was the only sticking point all day I was like i have to finagle this wagon in which means i have to have both hands free one time during this whole day that's it just one time yeah you have both hands free i was like how am i gonna get will on the train then put the wagon in right because that's the the right i was like all right here's the plan ben's gonna sit on the bench will's gonna sit on the bench ben's gonna wrap both arms around will and hold on to him because he's big enough to like just (laughs) i literally needed three seconds like three seconds with both hands free i said ben and i wrapped his arms around said just hold on for three seconds as soon as I turned around, Joe, I didn't even put the wagon on the train because some guy came up and said, oh, I'll take that and put it in the back for you. That was it. It was a thrill. Oh, okay. like, turned around. The guy was right behind me. said, I'll take that. I said, oh, thank you. Turned back around. Will had fallen on the floor. <laughs> oh, no. I cannot tell you like how quick that happened. Like That sequence. I, the only time all day I needed both hands free. That's it. That's all yeah. I needed was just three seconds to put this wagon on the train and in that uh-huh. six, and I, it was just it was amazing. it was he had Oof. a bruise in his cheek it was uh you know we had he, he obviously cried it was a it was a fiasco for a minute and then everything was fine so right Ugh. But, dang it ben just just could not <laughs> <laughs> literally three seconds so. but other than that, it was a good day and then the weather was fine good and they packed and they left on Monday morning. We woke up at five o'clock in the morning. I took them to the airport, and then ever since then, I've been alone. Nice. How about you? Well, what good. Did you do this 
Oh man, it was a crazy busy weekend. Summers are nuts. Um, they really are. They're really, really busy. Friday night after work, uh, went to Canton and met Kevin and Will. And uh, we had dinner at the Great Chili's. Uh, and then we went to Imagine after that and saw Indiana Jones um, on the biggest screen they have there, which is our Emac screen. Ooh. And uh, the movie didn't start till 940 at night, which Wild. is so late. And then you have the trailers, um, too. So, like, it really didn't start to, like... Ten. 10 mm -hmm. and that's a two hour and 20 minute movie i left that place at like 12 20 12 30 and had an hour drive back to clinton no way oh it was wild so did that friday and then saturday we got up and uh it was my nephew's birthday kayla's brother uh kayla's brother's son yeah and uh they live over here on this side of the state with us but he loves planes. So uh, Saturday morning, we got up. We left at just after 9 a.m. and headed to Portage, Michigan. Oh, my hometown. <laughs> yeah. And we had lunch, and then we went to the Air Zoo uh, for the afternoon. Um, it's pretty cool. We've never been. This is not surprising at all, but you like we hadn't talked about your plans for the weekend at all. But you did send yeah. us a couple Snapchats of, like, you guys on the, the rides and stuff. I saw a glimpse of the background. I was like, oh, my gosh, shows at the Air Zoo. Yeah. It was the only thing to do in my hometown. I knew it exactly right off the top. I was like, oh, yeah. shows at the Air Zoo. Um, yeah. So we got in there, and it was pretty cheap. And uh, it's, like, 18 bucks to get in for an adult. And the mm -hmm. kids, like, under four get in free, I think. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty cool to uh uh to go in. I've never been um but the, it's like way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um So that and it's really cool. There's just, you know, an insane amount of planes, but Cora saw the rides and that's all she wanted to do was just ride oh, yeah. the rides. Which I was like, "Okay, let's yeah, let's go." So for like 18 bucks and getting like four I think there's like four like carnival-esque rides. You know, it was pretty pretty dope. Uh there's some just really cool stuff there, really cool planes and whatnot and exhibits. Do they still um, have the simulators there? Yeah. Yeah. Those, those were always my I mean, obviously they're when you're a bigger kid, but those are my favorite because they, they're like legit, hey, just step into a cockpit and try and fly this. That's plane. crazy. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's just cool. Kayla's grandpa was in World War II. He was a navigator, so wow. um, the type of plane that he flew in is there. So it's neat to like see this big plane that that he would have been in in World War II. Um, yeah, so we did that for like a couple hours, and then we uh, we decided that we were going to end Air Zoo, and everybody's going to go their separate ways, wherever that would be, um, okay. back home or whatever. We went to Callum Zoo. Of course, after that, and we went to. Three places. We went to at home and found Halloween decorations because we're in spooky season still, baby. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even have words to respond. And you went to Kalamazoo, which is like a good two hours away. Yeah. To go to an at home to get Halloween decorations. And we, we got them. We got Cora uh, found like a skeleton that hangs and like every joint is movable. And she just held on to it. 
and loved it, and it came home with us. Well, at least she's happy yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly. And then we went to Arby's. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> and then we went to Sweetwater's and got some donuts. I would have been upset if, if Sweetwater's wasn't on that list. Yeah. So, uh, so we did that. I'm so bummed that Mendez is closed. Um, but Two Fellas is there. Two Fellas yeah, is always Yeah, but it's not so Mena's. Much, it's so much better than Mena's. I don't know. Two Fellas came after I left Kalamazoo. To get, to get um, through this microcasting that we're very obviously doing right now. <laughs> uh, two, they're like, I, I don't even know. They're like grilled. They're wraps. They're wraps. They're grilled wraps is what yeah. they are. But Two Fellas like, is, is far better than Mena's. And it's, Mena's is... They're both the same thing. Two fellows drove Menas out of Kalamazoo because yeah. two fellows is better. Yeah, I think Menas closed everywhere. Um, but anyway, so we came home. Uh, the kids fell asleep in the car. It was great. Uh, so that was Saturday. And then uh, Sunday, we uh, got up again, and um, our friends Drew and Kara came down with their daughter, Winnie, um, who's just a couple weeks older than Will. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we went to, there's a uh, botanical gardens near us. Botanical garden, I guess, and I don't know what else you would call it. Uh, it's called Hidden Lake Gardens. Um, but it's this huge, like, nature area. Uh, but they opened a um, a canopy walk uh, a couple months ago. Oh, neat. And it's, like, 15 minutes from my, from our house. So they met us over there, and we walked through that and went through, like, the conservatory, like, where all the cactuses and stuff are, and then... Went and had dinner, walked around to Cumsey, and then came back home. And then, like, I don't know, did the chores Sunday night before having to go into work yesterday, which was my first time back at the office in, like, two weeks, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just been just been crazy. And mom's back at her house now. She's, okay. out, of, she's out of her facility. She got home yesterday. So she's, she's walking good, around. As good as she can feel. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, uh, I talked to my sister today. She's walking around with her uh, walker, but they said that she would probably be moving to a cane soon. Oh, nice. So I think I'm going to get her one with, like, a sword in it. I mean, you have to. With that or right? uh, Drake, um, whatever, Lucius Malfoy. Lucius. Yeah, <laughs> with the wand in it. Like, yeah. You can't just have – so you have a couple options going when you're going with a cane, right? You could do do a sword or, a, or you could go, like, super ornate, like, hand-carved. Right, like yeah, go with a, a strong wooden one, uh, one that she can hold up and yell at youngsters with as, as exactly. they walk past. Right, or just go full on staff. If she can Ooh, use a cane, just she full... can use a staff. That's that's true. Like a big old Gandalf one. Like a big old Gandalf one. That's smart. That's smart. And then she, that's a real weapon too. You do have to think about it. Do you want to risk your mom awakening magic powers within herself though? <laughs> Lori the White might I, come out. I mean, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. Uh, that is true. What if she like, suddenly you know, has the power to channel lightning, and then you know she can just call lightning whenever she wants? God, then she'd be Thor too. Well, and then you have oh, to go through the so process cool. where she has to learn how to handle her magic. She has to learn how to train her magic. Yeah, to, it's just a whole fiasco, especially with a broken hip. I know. Good thing she's retired. I know she does have the time. She does have the time. I'm going to let her know this. Uh, I'm seeing her tomorrow morning. Okay. She's got a doctor appointment. 
And then oh. I'm going to talk to the doctor about this. A staff it, is always an option. That's all, all <laughs> I'll say is a staff is always an option. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we've been, uh, we've been doing. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I meant, meant to bring this up last week, but I forgot. I had some dad instinct that kicked in. Ooh. Uh, and I wanted to share it because I thought it was kind of cool, but it kind of wasn't. So we were at Jordan and Josh's for the 4th of July, and uh, they have a swing set as you know people do sure and grayson being the ding dong that he is just kind of wanders around without aware awareness of things around him yeah yeah so cora's just ripping on the swing and grayson just kind of waddles his way like almost right in front of cora and thankfully i'm right there and i felt kind of bad but i like grabbed him by the back of his shirt and like threw him oh yeah out of harm's way you know sometimes you gotta sometimes it, it, it did he get a little hurt maybe but, but not as hurt kicked in the head. <laughs> he didn't get kicked in the head I, so sometimes you gotta pro con that thing there is like every now and again you are just watching a situation unfold and you can see <laughs> the end result of it right yeah you catch it just in time i feel like that's I, I, we've probably talked about this, but like dad reflexes are not this like magical thing that dads just get when like, that's not real. What is real is that you're just hyper vigilant about where your kids yeah. are at any moment of any day. Totally. And I'm constantly thinking of how can this situation go badly? And that's <laughs> All the time forever. Right? Like, yeah. Ben is getting to that age where he wants to like do everything on a playset, right? And all these playsets have like things that are a little bit too big for him. Yeah. Right? Just like, oh, I can climb this like railing that's that's meant for big kids. I'm like, you're not quite there. Although I'll give it to him. He's like a monkey. He can climb anything. Yeah. Um and so it I just am constantly watching like this is going to go bad this way, that way, or this way. And I am prepared for all three scenarios. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, Jared, you got something heavy. I do. I do. So something I've been marinating on uh, for our main topic is something. So it was brought up. I, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody was uh, talking about uh, parenting and things like that. And something they brought up is the worry about the world they're leaving for their kids. Yeah. And this is not somebody of like, uh, like they're not a politician. They're not somebody in power like that. It's just somebody else on Twitter uh, talking about that. And it really got me thinking. And I was like, wow, I worry about that constantly. It's one of those. Mm -hmm. And I always chalked it up to, oh, I'm a dad. I am, you know, just worried about the life that we're going to give our kids. And, you know, the same thing. Everybody wants to leave a better, like, life for their kids or set them up in a better area or a better place uh which of course i do uh but it's more than just wanting my kids to like be successful whatever that means to them right it's yeah it's really like the world that we're going to leave them or that we're currently leaving to them because it's honestly it's probably a little too late to do much about it because of yeah you know it's already out of our hands but i i just wonder i know that's not an uncommon thing so i wanted to kind of talk through how you think about it, what's your thoughts about the world and, and the world you're leaving for your kids are and, and 
what you think that, you know, we'll kind of bounce back and forth on what we think we can do about it now, how we can think about it better, coping mechanisms and strategies for it, and how we can set our kids up better for the future. Yeah, this is uh, pretty intense. And I kind of try to think about it today. You know, by the time... Now, you're thinking, like, once we're gone, right? Like, once we're... I mean, kind of in general, right? Like, yeah, it, it's a little bit of the world we leave behind us, like, after we're gone, but it's also... The like, world we give them when they're... Yeah, I mean, we're... 20, 30 years from now? You know, we're only 25-ish, 26-ish years older than our kids, right? So, like, yeah. when they... When Cora and Ben graduate high school, we will mm-hmm. be... What? So, uh... I, don't make me do bad like 45 i'll say like yeah like 45 ish be like 45 that's i mean technically middle eight right yeah and then they're gonna go off into the world and i know 18 is not what it used to be but it's still a lot fast forward you know seven more years will be or five more years will be 50 they'll be 23 kind of going off and starting their own three own thing right so like yeah that just setting, you know, kind of, it's, I guess, less about us tangibly doing something to the world to give them. Yeah. Right? Like, it's sure. less about that because I don't truly believe there's much that we, we can recycle. We can do, you know, the, the, we can comp- compost in the backyard, kind of work on our own carbon footprint. Yeah. Things like that. But tangibly, what we do on an individual basis is not super impactful compared to, larger forces larger things that are happening outside of us so it's more about setting the kids up and going into the world going, for sure you know how do we kind of get them prepared for this world they're about to walk into how do you take the lessons you've learned growing up and give that to them you know outside of just hey this is how you eat and go to the bathroom which we're <laughs> to teach them so far right like taking them yeah. on a larger scale how do you prepare them to go into the world i know we outside of like college versus non-college and things like that but like yeah what do you you know how do you think about preparing our kids to go into a world that's ultimately very scary yeah yeah so there's a lot to think about and you know i i'm gonna try not to get too political on here yeah um you know as best as i can I think that's the unwritten rule for both of us because this right. could very easily turn into a, a long political yeah. monologue and and yeah, there, you know, you know, keeping it more microcosm. Yeah, but there's a lot of things in this world that are going on, right? And and one of the major ones is school shootings, and we've talked about yeah. this before. Um, is I think you know the biggest thing is I think by the time we get our kids set to be adults our age group is going to be a more prominent figures in the leadership world yeah. in general. Yep. And I think that our age group has different views on a lot of things than the, um, our parents or our grandparents did on, yeah. you know, everything, not just, you know, guns, whatever it might be. Well, it's always like uh, that, right. I think it's just the yeah. evolving thought process of. Right. So our, that being said, our ages, I feel like, you know, us millennials, we kind of are, more hyper aware and attuned to the um social what what sort i'm looking for um the social like uh inclusions of yeah. things right yeah. of everybody and everyone no matter what kind of situation and that's not every 
person our age, but I think a good chunk seem to be that way. So with all that rambling being said, one thing that I'm that Kayla and I are both trying to do is make sure that our kids are very aware of who they are as people and what they um, what they inherently have. And by that, I mean, you, your two boys and Grayson got lucky. And and again, don't mean to make this again political, but they're white males. <laughs> like, uh, so with with Grayson, it's going to be more so like, hey, bud, you know, when you get out there in the world and you're an adult, you need to realize that you have a privilege that you didn't ask for, sure. and you need to make sure that you are checking that privilege. Um, you need to make sure that you, you can use that to the benefit of others. Um, I'd like to point out you're not currently having these conversations with your one-year-old son, right? You know, we're trying, but boy, <laughs> howdy. Then he just, you know, he just yells. Uh, and then with Cora, it's a different story because she's, you know, she's a female. Yeah. Um, and so it's going to be like the, hey, you need to be aware of what's out there in the world. And, you know, sometimes things aren't going to be treated equally towards you. And that's not right. And, you know we're going to do our best to make sure we can change that for you somehow or some way. Um, so all again, all that rambling being said is the biggest thing I want to leave behind for them or make sure that they are moving on to adulthood with is kind of knowing where they stand as far as who they are as people and that they are going to be good humans. And that's what I want overall for them. And I think most people want, um, but I think that our age group has that ability to really put that forward to them because we very openly, you know, don't, um, Kayla and I, you know, we don't just say, you know, this is a boy or girl toy, right? This is just a toy. Yeah. This is, you know, some people have two moms, two dads, whatever it might be. People love whoever they love. And we don't make it a big deal. It's just kind of like, yeah, if there's, you know, two moms out in the world, we're just going to be like, those are that person's parents, you know, whatever it might be. I, uh, this is not going to come as a shock <clears throat> considering the fact that you and I are like-minded people as has right. been shown. It's not, this is not open to like different worldviews and how things are going. Um, yeah. But I, similarly on that fact, uh, something that I've had to work through in my own therapy journey, right? The, the things that I've had to learn is how to, it's less about putting myself first, but identifying my wants and needs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and, and that is something that is unique to me, but also probably a common thing, but something I'm, I'm trying to pass on to, to my boys now is like communicating that out loud. Right, open yeah. communication about how you're feeling constantly. Are you, and then how are you responding to that? Thing? Yeah, right, for sure. Something that I think this is personal, but on the same level, it's it's from a worldview of like on understanding what you want, communicating what you want, how you want that, you know, whatever it is, and then translating that into your personal beliefs. Right, so taking wants and then creating personal beliefs out of those wants. Not yeah. necessarily letting somebody else dictate that to you. Not necessarily letting, 
you know, people around you, like truly trying to cultivate independent thought from my kids. I think that's a big thing that Katie and I both like Katie is very naturally an independent person or like a, a strong leadership, independent person. Right. And has always kind of created her own thoughts and, and like done things the way she wants to. That's something that came to me later. It's something that I had to kind mm-hmm. of find on my own. It's something I'd like my kids, like as they're growing up to be able to develop their own thoughts and wants and understanding because they don't necessarily need somebody to tell them what to do. Right. They don't need somebody right. to say, you should believe in this or this is the right way about it. And it, it, I think you touched on it when you said, when you talked about the, uh, when you talked about like the, uh, well, I totally just had a brain <laughs> We talked about like exception and inclusion and things like that. I want yeah. my kids to understand that everybody has the ability to be who they want to be, right? Everybody right. has the ability to identify the wants that they want in the, in their needs and to, and to create thoughts out of that. And so should you, right? And so like, yeah. everybody's thoughts and wants are important. And that's something to think about. And, and so like kind of in that same vein of like, how can I teach them to view this world differently? Even if I don't have the ability to change what they do, right? Or mm-hmm. I definitely don't have the ability to change the world. Uh, as right. Much as I'd like to, right? Especially being a, yeah. being a parent, that's like a number one thing you'd want to do. I don't really have that ability. It's not, it's not in the cards for me. I wasn't, almost said the word bourgeoisie so we said we weren't gonna make this political i'll take that take that back uh but you know it, it's just not within my world sphere it's not i don't have the ability yeah. to change what's going on around the world i do have the ability to you know let my kids view this world a certain way right and not even like restricting them one way or another but teaching them how to view this world teaching them how to interpret the things they see and what they can do about it right and, I, and that's, like, For the sure. biggest thing that I am trying. But, again, our kids, you know, Ben is three. Will is almost one. Is this, right. They're not conversations I'm having with them yet or or really. But it's the approach we're taking already of, like, that's okay. Or, like, right now we've talked about Ben's going through major boundary pushing, like, and trying to communicate, if you're angry, say, I'm angry. And then go through that yeah. process, right? Like, don't just throw something or hit or like or bury it. You know, a lot of times that feeling would be, "Hey, don't do that," right? Or right, you know, stop that or whatever it is, or or you know, stop acting like that. That's the. It's trying to get him to express that, understand the right way to, you know, <coughs> deliver that and and the right way to talk about it. Um but at least just admitting the feeling first, right? And zooming out on that of like, if you can get to that point where you are able to admit your own feelings, you're able to identify those in other people, and then you can approach the world in that way moving forward. So um, that's something I think about a lot. I think from like an approaching the world kind of standpoint, and the, the interpreting the world is something that I think we can at least kind of influence these kids. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, this is super, super, uh, maybe cliche or uh, kind of shallow, low-hanging fruit. But, like, 
I feel like we were very much pushed into college, right? Like, I feel like our age group was like, you know, gotta go to college. Like, my mom never really pushed it on me, uh, but just society in general did. Um, and it's things like it that. Was that going are... to the Navy, so I, had, <laughs> I did have a second choice. It wasn't a better second choice, but I did have a. Second That's choice. funny. Um, so I want to make them aware that, like, they, you know whether they decide to go to college or not go to college that's on them but there's other things out there that you can do besides just continuing an education and building that debt um you know you can go i'm, I'm gonna start teaching cora a hvac right like when she's sure. five years old i'm gonna give her <laughs> like you know or electrical work like all that kind of stuff those blue collar jobs in general and I think this is kind of in, that inclusion piece of it, that blue collar in quotations, those jobs aren't, you know, lesser than somebody up in an office building, right? Like that office building wouldn't be running without somebody in a blue collar world. Again, quotation blue collar, uh, you know, those those maintenance jobs, those jobs that help make those buildings run, that kind of stuff. Um so I think, you know, a, a big thing would be making sure that they are also aware that uh, the jobs that are available to them aren't just offices or, you know, whatever you and I do, right? Like, you know, you look at data. I now work in real estate. Your Katie's a teacher and Kayla's a therapist. Like, those aren't the only four things in the world. 100%. You know, there's other things out there. Like, go explore. So I think that and a big thing would be like learn yourself and trust yourself and believe in whatever's inside of you and whoever you are like do not hold back whoever you are as a human being because if you, you kind of said this you know digging it down deep your feelings and stuff don't hold back your personality or your thoughts feelings opinions like make sure that you are you through and through and don't ever not be you. And hopefully by us modeling that kind of situation or that style of living, that's something that they'll take on. Um, and then there's the big stuff, right? Like, oh man, I want to leave behind a clean planet for them. Well, we really screwed that up a hundred years ago. I mean, that's <laughs> the hardest part too, I think. I, yeah. I think about that all the time, right? I want, you look at, you know, you're, in Michigan, both of us were raised in Michigan. I remember when snow started in November. Yeah. It doesn't start till January now, right? Yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like, I in high school, I, I mean, we've talked to this, this to death, so I won't, I won't get too deep into it, but, like, that's something I, I worry about constantly. It's something I'm constantly yeah. anxious about, like, what is the world going to um, for me specifically for but especially for the kids like what is the world going to look like and it's funny you bring up jobs because you're right i look at data and something that is entering our job sphere is ai right it's yeah. artificial intelligence and not that either of my kids have to go into what i like but some of these things are naturally picked up on right like my dad built computers when he was younger and I watched him do it. Now I have built computers and I started playing video games when I was like 10 because I watched my dad play EverQuest and then I started playing EverQuest and now I play video games. Right. You know, like <laughs> right. these things just happen 
And yeah. it's going to happen because the kids are going to see me doing it and they'll want to do it. And so as we get further and further along in these interests and, and wants, I think about like, what is the world going to look like? Not just for me, but for them. Like I am in the job I'm in because it was a new industry when I left school. Right. I just kind of yeah. found it. Is like, at what point can I just trust that they're going to find a place for themselves? Right. Like, obviously I can't just give them everything again. I'm not in that kind of station uh, to just give them whatever they want. But like, how will I know that they will find something that works for them? Right? Mm-hmm. How will they find something that they not only like, but can su- succeed in? Right. Can they find something that makes them happy? And, and, and so it's, it's really difficult thinking about that because I think that's something I, they, we have, even less control of, right? Like you talked about, you know, making sure your kids know that there's alternatives to, you're right. There are, there are a ton of alternatives to higher education. There are a ton of alternatives to things like that. And honestly, as the internet has become more robust and things, I mean, like I could get a master's degree online in like 18 months and not have to actually take a single test. I'll just look up all the answers on the internet. Right. Like, <laughs> right. That's how, that's how the world is now. That's just how yeah. it, how it is. So like as this evolves and we get even deeper in technology, as we get even deeper into things that are happening, not just the world outside, which I'm already worried about worried about, right? I'm already thinking about everything going on. How is this new growing technology, evolving technology going to change? Because like when we were growing up, the biggest like shifts that happened when we were in high school is like aim and limewire came online all of a sudden i could get i could talk to my friends on the internet and i could get all the songs i wanted plus a right. bunch of viruses i didn't want right like that's that's really the big change when we were in high school and now as it evolves as it grows i mean like a ton of careers have come out of it right like yeah about streaming like video game streaming youtubing like all that stuff those are careers those are industries now are those going to mature are they going to evolve are they going to flame out it's just it's a it, at some point you can't worry about it right Right. At some point, it gets to a point where you can't even put to your mind because you just kind of have to. And I think that's where I wanted to get to in this conversation is like less so about how you're teaching your kids, but how are you personally coping with letting those anxieties go? Like, how Mm -hmm. are you personally approaching that? I have to, at some point, just let it be what it's going to be, right? Because. Again, neither of us can control. <laughs> we're not. We are not people in power. We are not. We're just two guys with a small podcast that have microphones that can blast the internet. Right, just like every other white guy in the world. Just like every other white. <laughs> so, you um, know, like, how do you approach those anxieties? How do you approach that? That that. Not to say yeah. impending doom might be a little bit too dramatic, but like the ever-changing world that these kids are going to have to walk into. Yeah, I think. I think the way to go about it is, you know, like I said, it's we're still young guys, but I think it's it's too late for us to change the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, about 150 um, years too late for us yeah. to change the world. But I think we have the ability to give our kids the tools to actually make a bigger difference than we did. Um, 
because of what we've done. And I think that just the biggest way to like relieve the anxiety is just think about we have 14 more years with our oldest kids before they are like actually out in the world doing their thing. Mm -hmm. I know that in that 14 years, I am going to do my absolute best to make sure that they are um, just good people and that they have um, thoughts and that they, you know, aren't just doing what their friends do or whatever it might be and trust that they will kind of, they'll kind of know what to do. Like they'll learn, they'll make mistakes, but by the end of it, they're going to know what's best for them. And so relieving that anxiety is just, you know, yes, I'm going to be anxious about them growing up and, and going through middle school, high school and all that stuff. But I think more so Kayla's really good at it is teaching the lessons along those ways of like, you know, the mistakes you make, how are you going to learn from that? How are you going to evolve from that? And how are you going to become a better person because of what those things you're doing? Not just mistakes, but like your wins too. Okay. You won one in quotations. How, what did you learn from winning this battle? Whatever it might be. What did you learn from doing this and how are you going to hold on to that and continue to make that part of you as a person? And how are you going to, use that effectively and i think by doing all that as they grow up to that point where they're released in the world whatever that may be um i feel confident enough that they will have they will be people smart enough brave enough strong enough confident enough to make the right decisions for themselves and then their own little world that they're going to create because that's all this is, right? Is yeah. at this point, you know, there are people that get to make a huge impact on the world at large, but for most of the people, they're just trying to impact the world that they have in the four walls that they live in or their small community that they live in. So as long as they, as long as I have trust in that, I believe that the kids will be able to make that impact in those four walls in that small community. And that's really all I can hope for, I guess. Um, I think and you, maybe they'll take that bigger. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head because that's the biggest thing that I can focus on is the small, right? That's kind of it. I can worry about us as a family. I can worry about us day to day, happy, healthy, safe, you know, continuing to have a roof over your head and food on the table, right? I can worry yeah. about that stuff. Worrying about the future and where it's going go at some point it is just saying that there is too big of a world out there to truly make a difference by yourself right mm -hmm. it's how can you focus on your wants your needs your successes and how can you just focus on making you and your immediate circle happy and healthy Right, like that's kind of mm -hmm. it. How can you focus on that? Uh, and healthy is probably a, a stretch considering we both sleep like four hours a night. But <laughs> how can you make you and your small circle happy? And and I think that's really what it comes down to is the biggest lesson we can teach the kids and the biggest thing that we can leave behind because uh, 
as has been said a hundred times, it's too late to change the world. It's about 150 <laughs> years too late. We can't really make a difference on that level, but what we can do is is teach them how to interact with one another. We can teach yeah. them how to approach the world. We can teach them how to approach themselves and know themselves and what they want. And if they can make them, if the world is them, right, if they can make themselves kind of the world, we can affect that. The larger mm-hmm. world, the outside world, you just kind of have to let it kind of go because you can't affect it. I like yeah. you can do your part. Don't and I don't want to like take away from all the things that you should <laughs> be doing, like recycling and composting. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. Those yeah. Kinds of things. But beyond that, the things you can actually uh, effectively change, just making sure that they know themselves and they can make themselves happy and they can make their circles happy and and then they can approach the world from at least solid footing. Right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what the world's going to throw at you? One of these days, a zombie apocalypse is going to come for us all. It is. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we need to teach him a little bit of prepping, yeah. just in case. Here's how you can some tomatoes. Uh, here's how you plant some stuff. My wife's going <laughs> to hear this, and I'm never going to hear the end of it, Joe. Stop making, <laughs> stop putting suggestions on the podcast. You're making you do manual labor at home. Stop. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, that's, we can wrap up on that. That's really, like, the it's something that i i i wouldn't say i think about it often it's not you know a constant thing but every now and again it's just like and it's during these times right it's peak summer and then early winter when it should be snowing and it's 55 degrees outside yeah when i it just kind of like brings up those thoughts about like not a not a we're effed feeling because i think that's not like right it's not really that but it's more of like the world's hard how do you teach your kids to approach it in a way that's going to set them up to survive, right? Like, yeah, we're all in this murky middle, I would say. Like, the two of us sitting behind the computer and with microphones, we're just in the murky middle, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the worst world to grow up in, but it's, there's still, like, the world's going to be hard. You gotta, yeah. And it's harder for some, and you have to understand that, and how can we all kind of make ourselves work together to affect change, and, like, how do we pass that on to our kids? How do we pass that feeling and that yeah. lesson on to our kids? So, For sure. And who knows? Maybe we will raise them well enough that they will get an opportunity to actually make a major impact on the world at large. We just don't know it yet. We just don't know. And you know what? If they don't want to, they don't want to. And that's okay, too. They don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Do whatever you want to do. Be a garbage man. That'd be fun. Ben would absolutely kill to be a garbage man. <laughs> Just, just kill to do it. That or a train conductor. I swear he's going to oh, be a train conductor. That'd be fun. Uh, all right. Well, let's let these people go, let's shall we? Well, thank you all so much for listening. We really, really appreciate you coming back. Um, we got some big things coming up that we're super excited about. Um, if you haven't already, give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, a review, a rating. All that stuff helps us um, continue to uh, broaden our horizons and and become more accessible to, to other folks out there. Um, go ahead and give us a, uh, or send us an email at bigdeadenergypod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, just your thoughts, your ideas, you know, what it's like your experiences growing up in the world and being a parent now or adulting in the world now, whatever it might be. Um, but thank you all so much. We appreciate you. And thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. Hey, if you haven't yet, go follow us on our social medias. We're at Big Dead Energy Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And we are at Big Dad Energy Podcast on Instagram and Threads. So go follow us there. Um, we're putting 
Instagram's our main one. We're putting out a bunch of content on Instagram. We're doing a bunch of giveaway. We're doing a giveaway on Instagram. Uh, so go follow us there. Keep up to date. Uh, let us know. So thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. I know this was a, a thicker episode, so if you stuck around this long, I extra appreciate you. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm Jerry Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, pick your tongue twice before you use it. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.